Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We know she's feisty as Jenny Mm -hmm. in Outlander. Yeah. But there's some serious ass kicking that she does that I was just like, and that's leading lady material. It made me think of that Reese Witherspoon speech. And she was talking about how she hated in movies and shows where the woman would look to the man and say, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Women don't do that. Especially characters that Laura Donnelly plays. You look at her and be like, so what are we doing now? You know what I mean? She's in charge. She's running the show. to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we're super excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Yes. Okay. So today we are talking about The Never. So this is like a sci-fi Victorian era show that premiered on HBO Max on April 11th. And there were six episodes in this season, but that's supposedly supposed to be the first half. Yes. And currently... As of the mid-season finale, the most recent article I've read given by Laura Donnelly is that production currently hasn't started filming yet for the second half of the season. Yeah, it's interesting because halfway through, I think, like the first six episodes, the pandemic happened, so they had to stop filming in March, then they picked it up in September, ended in October, but they could have started any time since then and they just haven't so I'm curious to see if it's gonna be renewed I'm I'm thinking it will be renewed my hot take is they probably had sets that were rented that they had to Mm. that were already scheduled to continue shooting and they had to give I mean they had to you know be respectful and say oh yeah okay yeah their time slot wasn't there yeah kind of like the outlander situation exactly where they had to kind of just make do and Wait their turn and okay, then have we a shorter production. Yeah, have a shorter uh, season. Okay, so the main character Amalia True is played by Laura Donnelly, and Outlander fans know her as Jenny Fraser Murray, Jamie Fraser's sister, and Anne Skelly plays Penance Adair. And isn't what is that movie that she's in with? Or it's a miniseries with Jamie Dornan and who else? Oh, Matthew Reese. Yes. Okay. It's called. Uh, Death and Nightingales. Yeah, that looks good. I started watching I started watching it really late at night one night, and I fell asleep within like 10 minutes, not because it was boring, but just because I was tired. But I'm very curious to watch that because I love Jamie Dornan. I haven't even seen the Fifty Shades movies because oh. I don't care. But I think he's so gorgeous. I did see the Fifty Shades movies. Um, I, You know where I fell in love with him was in Once Upon a Time. He was the sheriff in the he very the first sheriff. season. And I was like, oh, who is this cute sheriff? Yes. And what he was representing, maybe the sheriff of Nottingham? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but he was shacking up with the, the mayor. <laughs> the evil queen? The evil queen. It was yeah. great. That's where I first fell for him. So she's in a, movie, or a series with him. And, okay, so these two women, they pretty much run an orphanage for other girls who have these mysterious gifts and they both have gifts as well. So this occurrence happens three years prior to the show starting that leaves many women and girls and a few men with special powers. And these people are called the touched. The show was created by Joss Whedon 
And the series has a lot of familiar faces. So we have Eleanor Tomlinson, who was in Poldark. And she kind of has a short stint in this series. She plays Mary Brighton. And then James Norton, who's one of my favorites. He was in Grand Chester, Little Women, War and Peace. He plays Hugo Swan. And you know, I was thinking the other day, he's kind of like a less lovable Victorian era version of Klaus from Umbrella Academy. Like he's very kind of like, yeah, he's just kind of flamboyant and like, very colorful, but you don't like him as much as you like Klaus. Like you love Klaus and you just want to squeeze him and you're like, put you in my pocket and keep you there forever. Cause I love you Klaus. Yes. And his character in the nevers is definitely more of a rake. He is definitely a rake. Yeah. Hands down. So that if people aren't familiar with Regency era lingo, that means he's a douchebag. Yeah. So hands down, but he pulls yeah. it off very well. Okay. <laughs> it's a testament to his acting. Yeah. And then Tom Riley, who's, pretty gorgeous too. He plays Augie Bidlow. And also Zachary Mamo, he plays Dr. Cousin. Apparently Laura Donnelly's character is about that. Him. Yes. She's about that life. So my hot take on this show, as I was describing it to my coworkers, was it's like a female-led X-Men-ish group of misfits that take place in Victoria era England with a dash of steampunk. Yes. Very much so. Each episode, hands down, piques your interest. You want more after every episode. And there's only six episodes currently, so it's very bingeable. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend that. It's on HBO Max. You see a lot of female empowerment in the two main characters, which is long overdue in my opinion. This is... I love that HBO Max has created this new platform where one of their top shows right now is female empowerment-based. Yeah. And not only that, it's not like a woman and a man leading it. It's two women and the men are the side characters. Exactly, And we're women. So we really appreciate this. Yes. Shout out to HBO yeah. Max for making this show matter. Yeah, for sure. So I, I I'm going to sound biased, but I do love Laura Donnelly. Loved her a lot as Jenny from Outlander. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a testament to her acting. She's in very high demand. So she's incredible. Incredible. Yes. And Incredible. Who cries that beautifully? I don't know. I definitely don't. That's for sure. Me neither. So knowing that we're not going to get her back as Jenny for Outlander makes me a little sad on the inside, but knowing that she's going to be kicking ass and taking names and mm-hmm. all these other great shows and I'm here for it. Like keep doing your thing, uh, Laura Donnelly. So this is the part of the show where we spill the tea. You're going to be talking spoilers, plot lines, from the Nevers. So if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it and then tune back in. But if you have watched it, dive deeper. Feel free to keep listening. Okay, so Laura Donnelly's acting was phenomenal. This goes without saying. Her character commitment just makes whatever role she is in, it comes completely alive. And it's almost as if you've never seen her do anything else. And she plush a good badass. Mm-hmm. She really does. She's a fighter and I did not see that. We know she's feisty as Jenny. An Outlander. Yeah. But there's some serious ass kicking that she does that I was just like, and that's leading lady material. She is most definitely qualified for this role. Yeah. It made me think of that Reese Witherspoon speech that she did when she won an award at Glamour. And she was talking about how she hated in movies and shows where the woman would look to the man and say, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like women don't do that. Especially characters that Laura Donnelly plays, like you look at her and be like, 
So what are we doing now? You know what I mean? She's in charge. She's running the show. And I love that this character, she's flawed. She makes mistakes, but she owns it and she keeps going. And she's like, just running the show. Yes. So that being said, out of the six episodes that we currently, that have currently aired, do you have a favorite? I have episode three. I I was most shocked. Yes. I did not think that they were going to, that Mary Brighton was going to get shot. I I gasped. I audibly gasped at that part. I did not see that coming because she's kind of, you know, weller known actress. Like she was in Poldark. So I'm thinking she's going to be all the way through this show. A lot of the She's on the poster. Oh, yeah. Then they kill her off in episode three. And I'm like, no, what? Right. I was just like, no, they, they have to bring her back. Like, there's a way they can bring her back. Yeah. Maybe her her turn will, like, her her ability will let her live through it. Yeah. Nope. No. And I was a little bit sad because I feel like her character didn't get fully fleshed out. And perhaps that's what played across as so tragic. And what they wanted us to feel is like, oh, she didn't get to really live to her potential. Mm-hmm. She just was kind of living her destiny by singing this song and giving this message. And then her life is cut short and it would have kind of liked to have seen her develop more, but perhaps that's why they did that. So that it was so shocking and you're feeling that loss and wanting them to fight this war against the people who are trying to control or take out all of the touched. Absolutely. I have a toss up between my favorite because the first episode without a doubt piqued my interest. Cause Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I definitely want more. I'll tune in next week for sure. And then yeah, I'm, I'm really torn between the fifth and sixth episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The fifth episode, I did not foresee the malady situation playing out the way it did <laughs> at neither. all. Me neither. I knew something was going to happen, but I wasn't sure what. I definitely didn't and expect that. When you see not the real malady get hanged and figuratively and literally the other shoe drop. Mm-hmm. from the body and you see the foot that's exposed yeah the toes the mm-hmm. toes that's i mean i everything just seemed too easy yeah and i still hadn't caught on to it by that point and then i couldn't unhear her voice after the bigger reveal at the end of episode five yeah and to see her play such a normal character that's smart and witty and resilient with uh the detective Mm -hmm. just prancing around in broad daylight in in the precinct Mm -hmm. but and wanting acting like a journalist and And she was so normal yeah just you kind of wonder what was the real performance Mm -hmm. was malady the performance or like the very normal reporter was that the performance because i was saying to myself it's not that realistic that somebody who's that deranged could be that normal but somebody that normal could act that deranged, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. So that's an interesting Absolutely. twist. And then by the sixth episode, I had to tell myself, am I watching the right show? Yeah. I'm so glad that you told me that because you watched it and finished it before me. And you're like the last episode, you're going to think you're in a different show, but you're not. Or else I would have just, I would have done the same thing. I would have went back and, and looked at to make sure I was in the right show. The first half of the sixth episode is super futuristic, 
you don't know where you're at. I mean, there's there's a war going on. There's all types of alien behavior. The Galanthi. The Galanthi. We finally we understand see the backstory on the Galanthi. You understand yeah. the origins of Amalia True. Mm-hmm. You understand who the Stripe is. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much in the sixth episode that you were not expecting. There's no way anybody could have predicted this outcome or this storyline. There was nothing that no groundwork was laid for anyone to think this would be the sixth episode. So I highly recommend binging the hell out of this, out of the show. I think I have to re watch because once a big reveal happens, I want to see all the hints leading up to it. And I mean, there were some, but you have no idea what it's hinting at when she like leans into the knife and she's like, yeah, it's not my face. And then she like slaps herself when she's looking in the mirror one time. I'm like, does she like transform? I'm like trying to figure I know, out. I like, didn't want to say Is anything. there more to her <laughs> turn than they're letting on? But what you don't realize is when she jumps in to the river in the beginning, she dies. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're to assume? And then like some other spirit or that her soul enters that body. The Galanthi releases whatever it releases. And Amalia's body was already gone but whatever you know touched powers found amalia's body in the process was the striped soul is how i'm interpreting it so interpreting? did she die in that corner by herself in the future when she's leaning up against the wall does she die there because she's oh like, yeah gonna- no she's dead there for sure oh like okay. it, i think it just took her soul all right okay so this is why I have to rewatch again. And this, the powers this that show go with is it. so layered. Yes. And you think you're just getting like this steampunk historical fiction-esque show, but oh no, it is so much more than that. Yeah. It, there's to quote Shrek, it's like onions. It's got layers. <laughs> it's got a lot of layers. So many layers. Yeah. But um such a good show, such a solid cast and great cast. I can't wait to see where they take this. And I love shows that are from books because I like to know everything. This one does not have a book. Same. Yeah. Some. I was like, what, but where can I find this? This has to have a trilogy. Yeah. And no. So no. we just got to wait. So now it is time for the fangirl spotlight of the week. And we are giving it to the touch base podcast, which is the official podcast for the Nevers show. We listened to a little bit of it and they did an episode with Laura Donnelly and Zachary Mamo, and they go over the, the season finale. Yeah. The season finale. And they talk about like getting back into character after having to take all these breaks. So it's really interesting to hear that technical side of things. That would never cross my mind in any way, shape or form, but you have to hear it from the actor's mouth. Do yourself a solid and check it out, guys. It's definitely worth listening to. Yes, they talk to pretty much all of the principal cast over their six episodes that they do on their podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all the latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions, so like our community page on Facebook and Instagram and join the conversation. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. 
HBO Max. We're just very dedicated fans. Very dedicated. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.